Hey, Street Fighters, welcome to the show. Happy to see all y'all. Happy to be here live streaming on a Sunday night remotely at Street Fight call-in show. The number dial is 614-655-3887. We've got an open queue, so we want to know what's up with you. Tell us what's going on in your world. Um, I know there's a lot of relief efforts in uh, down in Louisiana right now. Uh, I know there's places in New York that are still hurting, so we'd love to hear from people on the ground or have reports of what went down there. Uh, let us know. We're here to listen. We're Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing this for 10 years now, and uh, we've been bringing the heat and uh, getting people in the street. The world has gotten way more street fight, and uh, we're pretty close to the dawning of the age of Aquarius that, that we've all been waiting for. Uh, jump in. It's going to be a global movement uh, across every corner of the flat earth workers unite and uh, take things back for ourselves so i'm excited for what the future holds and can't wait to live through it with all y'all and celebrate each day that is a gift uh, on this flat earth uh, if you want to support what we do head to patreon.com street fight radio you can find us on facebook twitch twitter and youtube if you want to talk if you want to chat Hello to Howling Fan Todd six six six, Aaron Demeter, Force of Bill, and everyone else in the chat right now. We appreciate it. Um, how you doing, Brian? Oh, you know, I'm great. I'm great. We. Oh uh, wow! You sound really last, peppy, I, well, pepped up. I am. I'm pepped up right now. I'm as peppy as I've ever been. Been enjoying but, uh, enjoying the day. No, no, I'm kidding. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really do anything. I mean, I took a walk and bought some weed. And that was pretty much it. So, okay. you know, I yeah, did just... There's, you usually, there usually is probably... You probably could do a couple more things than that in a day, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I could. But there's, I didn't there's enough time. To. Yeah, I didn't want to, though. That oh, was got it. Issue. I, uh, I even took a shorter walk today. I figured, hey, I'll... Uh, I'll fucking hang around the house. I'll, I'll eat steak for dinner and then feel like I'm melting down afterwards because I ate too much. That was a little much tonight. Yeah, that's yeah. You really know how to to relax on a Sunday. Just kick back and enjoy a Sunday. I was having a stay. I wanted to stay. I I wanted to go heavy on a dinner, and uh, uh, I did. I really went off. It's today. not. It's not heavy times yet. You jump, you I know, jump. I know, but I wanted to barbecue. You know how it is, man. You want to, you want to barbecue food, and uh, okay. uh, we're running out of barbecue time. I think so. You know, yeah. Also, just you know, today is today was the day. This weekend was the last weekend I had before I had to uh, actually start recording shocktober which i i begin tomorrow and uh so i i had a lot to listen to i had to listen to a lot of stuff and you know what's good let me tell you some good news for for street yeah that sounds exciting yeah some street fight listener fans i got some good news for you not only yes i went and found audio for 
<laughs> I went and found audio for Shocktober. Yes, of course I did. But guess who showed up to? Jim Brewer. So Street wow. Fight listeners are going to get some Brewer time on yes. Wednesday. Ooh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, Guys. I got to tell you, there's some stuff going on, Brett, that you don't even know about. I, I don't think you knew about this. And uh, I'm just going to tease just a tiny bit. Did you know that in the first Captain America movie, they predicted coronavirus? They actually put on the screen that coronavirus was coming. Oh, no. Not actually the words coronavirus oh, is no. coming, but that there was a bottle of corona. And then on the other side of Captain America, there was the ball from New Year's Eve. Yeah. It looks kind of like the coronavirus. So they were like letting us know what was going on right then. So, you know? so now you're telling me that fucking Goat Boy believes that movies tell the future. Like yes. it's just regular old Instagrammer boomer. Just a regular old ass. I've seen it on the internet. They're just saying it right to our faces. These movies have their stories about you know, bad stuff happens to a group of people. No one stands up. You yeah. know, it's happening with this. It's happening with this. They're trying to, to help us, but it's to hurt us. Yeah. I'll tell you what he is. And you know, now when the police are killing, you know, minority populations, you know, that's not like when the, the military is, you know, killed a million people compared to the 3000 that died at nine 11. None of that is like none of that. Those parts of the movies are never sank in or never made any sense. But now that everybody seems like it's a good idea to get a vaccine, which is totally not new technology. They've had it ever since before I was goddamn born. And now it's become this thing that it feels like the last stand. I don't know. You you're never going to convince somebody I was just watching a Facebook uh, stories today of somebody standing outside like the governor's house doing a little meeting and just saying like the, the mayors before this would find it despicable just what you've done. And they're just out there like trying to shame the mayor in, in the middle of a cul-de-sac, um, you know, and uh, I don't understand, you know, what it is to be alive anymore. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. And this is, this is the thing. I'm a guy who makes part of my living listening to some of the most arrogant people in the whole entire world, uh -huh. right? Shock jocks, very arrogant dudes. I've even done sports talk, which is as arrogant as it gets. Uh, Jim Brewer is the most arrogant guy in the world. I uh -huh. cannot believe how arrogant he is. He has a line. I posted this on Twitter, so it doesn't matter if I, I if I say it. He said, like, you know, since COVID came, you know, people have been coming up to me. And, and you know, I used to talk about this stuff all the time. But since COVID, people have been come up, coming up to me and they're like, how do you live knowing all this stuff, man? How did you live this long knowing all this stuff? <laughs> That's beautiful. I mean... I Man, I'm so jealous. <laughs> you just think like everybody around you is just like one of your servants or like worshiping you or eventually is like going to see the light. You, you How know. great 
how great would it be to have all the knowledge that Jim Brewer has? Yeah, I know. Just imagine all the studying he's been able to do. He, he wasn't <laughs> plugging away at a nine to five job. Okay. He was, he was attaining knowledge, comedy, pursuit of truth and tragedy, happiness and love. He's, he's a scholar. He's the next George Carlin for God's sakes. So, yeah, cause I was like, okay, I, I should do this on Shocktober because it happened on Anthony Cumia's show. Uh-huh. But Brewer is a Street Fight character. Brewer yeah. needs to be on Street Fight, I think. Yeah, this is me confronting one of my heroes, you know? <laughs> yeah. One of the heroes Brewer. of stupid comedy. I mean, I, I hate to be this guy. He was never funny. The guy was never funny. Yeah, that's all. just, you're just doing that to be extra mean. You got to come up with a better critique. Say something that really would hurt his feelings. Don't just say that, you know. Name a funny thing. Name. I name. love I live for Half-Baked. I loved all the Saturday Night Live stuff. I don't got no problem with Jim Brewer, man. All right. Okay. I mean, his when I was a kid, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's like 17-year-old logic, you know, I guess. His character in Half-Baked is funny. Here's yeah. the thing. He didn't write that character. Somebody else wrote that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now we got to go looking for what he wrote. That's funny. And okay. I got to say, he never hit me that way. I remember after seeing half baked, I'm a guy, you know, this about me. I go looking for stuff. Once uh-huh. I discover somebody, I've always uh-huh. been uh, curious about, you know, entertainment, you know, you, you, you hear an album, uh, uh, when I was a kid, you know, it would be like I'd hear an album and then I would look at who the producer is and then I would go look for more stuff by that producer, more stuff by the record label. You know, I, I was not just give feed me whatever, you know, I was not that kind of guy. I, I had a voracious appetite for these kinds of things. And when Jim Brewer did his first special after half baked i watched that thing and i was like this is not funny he is he's proto dane cook he is dane cook before dane cook i think and don't tell me dane cook's good i mean yes there was that early dane cook where he talked about like burger king or whatever bk lounge yeah. We did talk about that. Uh, but then there was Dane Cook in the round at Madison Square Garden, which is truly one of the least funniest things anybody's ever made. Yeah, I think more of the movies was the not the thing. I think that was oh. where it fell off. He wasn't a movie guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Brewer, we'll have Brewer on, on, on Wednesday. He's got a lot to say. Yeah. And again, psychic gasoline in the chat, right? His impression of ACDC was good. I agree with that. I agree with you, Psychic Gasoline. He just didn't say anything funny while he was doing ACDC. He just like, didn't he just like sing Hell's Bells and, yeah. and, and stuff like that? It was just like not a joke. You, you got you're too, you got too much heart wrapped up in this. You got too much passion wrapped in this because he's a comedian, like a peer, 
And if you think of it in wrestling terms, like Kevin Nash did the least, like I appreciate people that can just show up and make a weird voice and get a paycheck. Like, I, I mean, who cares? Who cares who wrote it or how it happened? Like, fuck, I would, I mean, uh, made me laugh. Okay. I'm going to give you that because I do like guys that don't work hard. And, uh, yeah. oh, Psychic Gasoline did just pop in and say he sang the hokey pokey. So he did do a joke. And, uh, I'll, okay, okay. I'm going to let Jim Brewer, I'm going to leave him alone. He did the goat boy. People loved that. I can't sit here and pretend like goat boy wasn't over at all. Oh, no, like, we loved it. Yeah. You I do mean, it in school, you <laughs> could do it at church, at grandma's. Yeah, you young people might look at Goat Boy now and be like, I mean, you know, what's so funny about it? But I got to tell you, uh, you could, everybody liked Goat Boy in the 90s. There wasn't a motherfucking person who wasn't like, God damn, did you see the Goat Boy guy? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not and, bullshitting either. And also trying to do, you got to be able to do the uh, sound. You got practice in front of the mirror and like in the shower and shit. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I just proved Jim Brewer is talented. You did. That, that was not good. That was one of the worst. That was so bad. Well, one more little thing from Brewer that I liked was that uh, he talked about how last March or April, it, it would have probably been April. Last April, he would go to the coffee shop, him and like six of his friends. Uh -huh. And it, and he said they would stand outside and like chat and they wouldn't be like six feet apart. They would just be outside chatting and having a coffee uh -huh. and that people got in accidents trying to take pictures of them to report them to the police. Oh, shit. Damn, dog. <laughs> He's Nazi Germany. He's here in America. <laughs> He's lying. That is a lie. Pure Biden. <laughs> well, this was during Trump, though. Oh, shit. Even worse. How do you feel about your Biden? He he really fucking got some people mad this week. Uh, you know, I can't tell. I don't, you know, it's not fair. I think I am very apathetic about it because it takes the teeth out of everything when they're in charge. Um, and I have not been doing my due diligence to even pay attention. I the some of the shit seems like I don't okay. Mm -hmm. Some shit seems okay. That's all I can say. I mean, I do find it interesting and I, I, I am sort of excited to see because we, the, me and the, you have been talking about don't tread on me people for 10 years now. For 10 years, we've been talking about these people. And something that we've always said in that 10 years was that they don't care if their boss treads on them. They right. just don't want to be, you know, they just don't want to be tread on by the government, which is a thing. That's true. Now, now, do we think that they will quit their jobs? That is where we got to be thinking yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The vaccine mandate. I forgot about that part. That is the big, that is the big news. <laughs> um, yeah. A hundred fucking, if your job has more than a hundred people in it. You now are mandated to either get tested once a week or get a vaccine. And all I'm thinking is that 
get people will be like, I'm going to get tested and they might get tested for two weeks in a row before they just give up and get the vaccine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I don't, we'll see. I don't know. It's, uh, it's hard to say um, because there's a lot of people that are very much against this and they're getting pretty delusional. And I think you're playing into their fears, which is not a reason to not do anything. Uh, but their reaction is going to be, be interesting here. Um, and drew, drew Turner, uh, he posted this the other day, which was a good point, but uh, a lot of like truck drivers are saying that they're going to quit, you know? Yeah. And like we already have fucked up supply chains as everybody knows that it goes to the store nowadays that for sure we don't make. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, that even puts a further wrench in the fucking gears in, in that regard. Uh, I if, guess if, if that causes that kind of a, a quake, are there, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know it, how the trucking industry works. I'd love to get a call from somebody. Uh, we could call uh, it like Vrunt or something. Vrunt knows about trucking? I thought he's a trucker. Wrong, oh, maybe the wrong one. Wrong Nate? One. Yes, sorry. I, I don't no, know. Different Nate's guy. A trucker. <laughs> no, different he one. He came up with Fargon, which is very different one. Funny. <laughs> um, but, oh, Vagrant. Yeah. Yes. yes. We should ask because I would think and this is not something i know a hundred percent for sure uh do a lot of trucking companies have more than a hundred employees probably not and they and they're independent like if they get their own truck and shit i don't know yeah how that all works yeah i mean like walmart yeah maybe people will quit i don't think they'll quit I, I, yeah, I mean, they're all babies. Most of them are babies, uh, for sure. And they're also not that big and bad. They're, it's frustrating because they get by with their politicians, but they are all just silent little cowards, you know, that don't do shit. I mean, if they are gonna not be able to build a third level on their deck, I don't think they're gonna wanna quit. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> like, there's so much stuff. You know, and, and, I, and I, was, I can't buy new air tools now. I almost made a pack. I almost, I got almost trapped into making a, I was trying to avoid housework. So I was going to make some passionate Facebook thing today because some house, some hospital down in Southern Ohio said, please don't get hurt. You know, we're getting close and uh, it's happening, you know, here. And it just is so frustrating when you heard all those people saying, we're worried about a dang cough that has a 99% survivability rate. And it's, it's not that, you know, it's, it's a lack of understanding of how badly this is like straining the hospital system and uh, how much that's going to fall apart. The more these people start forcing Thanksgiving and Christmas this fucking winter and the supply chain. You know, like you, you brought up the supply chain. I mean, this is wreaking havoc on the supply chain, too. Oh, yeah. Which. And know. it's all from mismanagement. It's all just because we no no decisions can be made unless someone can make a lot of money off of it. And, uh, you know, we don't have any sort of cohesion at all. You know, it's just we're all just at the whim of this like lumbering, destructive system called the United States government. Yeah. Psychic Gasoline asks in the chat, what kind of collars are y'all looking for tonight? Uh, mate, uh, uh, all of the kinds. We're, we're sex very, collars. Uh, I want no. a sex collar. One that says my name on it that says Brett and Diamonds, like Brian got. No sex collars and no uh, uh, 
I mean, you could call in and talk about the movie cinematic universe, obviously, if you'd like to. Uh, that's been taking up a lot we of got, our lives. We got some callers if you want to get into them. You ready to take some calls, Brent? Yeah, I think we got a good one here. Let's get them. All right. Them. I said them, not him. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, I'm a conservative uh, touring stand-up comedian. My name's Daryl Croft. How you guys doing? Daryl Croft. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, how do you find this show? Killing already. I'm already killing. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm a comedian. I'm. I mean, I'm a comedian. I found the show. I, I, I'm looking for shows all the time. So I also I wanted to come back to something you guys said before about the vaccine mandate. I had something for okay. that. Do you mind if I do a little something for that? Oh, I'd love, um, okay. yeah. I'd love so, to hear uh, it. So, so, yeah, so the vaccine mandate, I'm not a big fan of that because, uh, to be honest with you, I uh, would uh, actually much would prefer a woman date, personally, because I am not, <laughs> don't, don't go that way. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't, I, I, Sorry, my, my phone alarm, my phone alarm went off. My phone alarm went off. My phone alarm just went off. It's a, I have a reminder on there to not take my own life, so. But um, I, uh, I wanted to, you guys are talking about Brewer. You guys are talking about Jim Brewer before, really a lot earlier on, if you remember that. And I just want to clarify, and I do have to run because I'm going to a gig. I, I am. <laughs> I don't know why you guys no, are you're going not. to a gig. But, um, Brewer. No, I am. I am. I am. I have a gig. And, uh, but Brewer. What's the name of the place? His, his whole goat boy thing. His, uh, well, it's not a place so much as the gig is more of an idea. But so the Brewer's goat boy thing, he stole that whole bit from me. That's a bit that I did. Well, like I didn't do it as a bit. I got I one night I took uh, like a bunch of cocaine and I freaked out so much. I like all and, and I like uh, uh, this. I was like, nah, 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 and everyone's like, what the fuck is Daryl? And he that's where he got it from. But anyways, thanks a lot. Big fan of your guys. Whatever hey, the fuck you guys hey, do, Darryl? whatever your bullshit is that your show is, I'd love. What? Hey, Daryl, I can I can I say something? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Daryl. Hey, I'll talk to you tomorrow at nine. Daryl, appreciate you reaching across the aisle, but we it's got to be mandate woman dates they date. It's got to be everybody to fuck with us. But thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. All right, right. Daryl. Daryl, we got Daryl. <laughs> Happy to hear from conservative comedians on the internet. He's so stupid. <laughs> uh, let's see our next the call. Second, the, the fucking second I heard the voice, I knew exactly who was. But he got the, some people in the chat were confused. We could have ran I with did. it. Somebody said, wait, is this actually happening? And I was like, yeah, it's, it's happening. <laughs> I, fucking, I love Chris. Chris He's is great. Best. He's a genius. Not even a show. And, of course, Shocktober, uh, Chris James, Volume three. CJS. He is the best. Uh, uh, yeah. Shocktober, Volume 3. Brian, Chris, Felix. The, the three-man band. Wow. So, boom. That's, a good, that's your wrestling stable. Three man band. 
That's the three AM bean. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They were the, <laughs> the best. Yeah. Yes. Big fan. All right. Well, we got on the line right now. Uh, Bears. How's it going, Bears? Can you hear us, Bears? Is there a bear over there? I just realized I was still muted. Oh. Gotcha. Oh, what's up, Bears? How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. What what the hell was the last caller? Was that like, <laughs> where, was that planned or was that just some Daryl Coates, drive by <laughs> listener. Somebody listened to the show and decided to call in, have a little bit of fun. <laughs> God know, damn naughty, naughty boys and little pranksters and trolls and fiends, you know, sometimes it's, get on the call. It's my troll. It It is the troll uh, that... I have hitched my wagon to, and he's making, he's picking on me, and it makes me feel sad. That's, that's unfortunate, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, what are you going to do? You know, me and, me and Daryl I mean, will be I, at war for the rest of our lives. I think we I can get him to our side. Yeah, we're destined to fight forever. We're like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Or we're going to try to get him to take a mandate. Yes, yes. We're going to send him on a mandate. You're right, Hey, it's Vina in the chat did say this, and it's true. He's a loser in his mom's basement is what yes. he is. This Clocked guy. him. Clocked yep, him. We got him. A loser in his mom basement. And neck beard this. alert. Neck beard <laughs> alert. I heard this from a genius named JJ McCartney who wears very nice shirts. But uh okay. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Bear? How's it going tonight? Oh, it's going fantastic. Hey, about Jim Brewer, I actually have my own really funny Jim Brewer story. Um <laughs> I was in a guest station. <laughs> I was just like picking up food and drinks and this guy who was like 45, like nudged me and he's just like, Hey, do you know who that guy at the, at the like cashier is? And I was like, no, he's like, it's Jim Brewer. And I'm like, who the hell is Jim Brewer? And he was like, he's from half baked. He did the half baked thing. He did the goat boy, you know, the goat boy. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never seen half baked. And this guy like starts yelling about half baked at me because like, he's just amazed that somebody who looks like me has never seen it in my life. And the guy who was at, the hey. cash register turned around and looked at us and I never found out if it was actually him. Oh, Brewer was there. Well, here's something. Let me, let me yeah. just say this. Uh, uh, half baked is good. I'm gonna, I will give you uh, uh half, half baked is very good. Yeah. And, um, Mary Jane. Yeah, it's funny. It's actually funny. And Jim Brewer is very funny in it. Now, I would not recommend watching one of his comedy specials. That's all. That's, that's okay. all I'm saying. So watch the one movie and nothing else. Yes. Yes. Just Half-Baked. Is he in anything else, Brett? I'm going to have to get his IMDb up. So uh, how's it Maybe going there? Maybe in some uh, Saturday Night Live movies. Minions? Did you say Minions? I did not. Oh, I, I thought you just said, I think he's in, I think he's in Minions. I would know that. <laughs> I've watched lots of Minions. Brian he actually very the, early on Minions. 
He was the first person to ever break minions because he watched Despicable Me in theaters and came to our house. We were all like drank a bottle of whiskey and he was like, that movie is kind of fucking funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll say so, this to, to, to Brett. Uh, um, oh, okay. I got a few uh, brewer things here that you might have heard of. Let's. Uh, uh, um, okay. Hold on. I got one for sure. Uh, Titan AE, Titan AE. That's the all, one. That's the one. The nerds. Yeah. He was never, never even heard of it. <laughs> he was in the movie Dick, too. Ooh, so, Dick's good. Yep, that's yeah. an under the radar hit. Also, uh, showed up in Chappelle's show. Yeah. Uh, you know what's gonna happen now is uh, Daryl's gonna cut you out saying Dick's good and play it on his podcasts. So I, I that's don't great. mind. Dick I seems know. great. People go wild for it. <laughs> <laughs> so how's it going, Bear? How's the uh, how's the uh, rolled ice cream coffee bagel shop going? Oh, it's going. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming it's still going good. I actually called in with my final update on it. Um, I was going to call in this last Sunday, but you guys weren't doing the show because it was a uh, labor day wrestling. Actually, it wasn't, <laughs> it didn't have anything to do with labor day. <laughs> we were home. We we're at my house watching a really one of the best professional wrestling shows in the history of wrestling. Yeah, it was pretty, it was bell hey, to bell action. Bell to bell the best, you know, Whatever excuse you need, I mean, any excuse to take off work is an excuse to take off work. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. They're all valid. So what so happened? I, uh, Why you quit? I actually took off work. I, uh, so he, I walked in there one morning and it was really funny because I was actually listening to like older episodes of the podcast on the way to work because I just, you know, you guys are the only podcast I'm really into and sometimes I'm just not in the mood for music. So, I was listening to a really old episode of Street Fight, and Brett like had said something about the fact that you can just like walk out of jobs and interviews and stuff, and like there's nothing telling you you have to stay there. And I was like, Oh yeah, oh, that's funny. I hope that's not like a forewarning of anything, you know. I hope that's just like a funny thing to inspire me later. Uh, <laughs> but then I walked in, I started opening up the shop and stuff, and uh, the owner dropped by, and he was talking to me, and he randomly mentioned that he was going to remove like our tip income, like all of our credit card tip income because he thought that a couple of the employees weren't doing enough work. What? what? So was he keeping it for the, the restaurant or what? So, okay. So he never really elaborated on that part. He just said that he was like, Hey, I'm going to cut all credit card tips. You know, I, I'm not, I'm mad because a couple of the employees, he, he said the, he didn't say the employees by name, but I knew who they were. He said a couple of the employees aren't taking down the names for everybody's ice cream order. And that's not like, he said, that's unacceptable. We can't be doing that. Um, so basically he which removed is, which is ridiculous and stupid. the option. So he removed the option of credit card tips from the POS system. I'm thinking that's what happened. I don't know. I didn't stay long enough to find out. You know, I, uh, okay. he started saying that he was going to do that that morning and he went on that <laughs> rant. He like, he, he started telling me all that. Yeah. He was sort of telling me all that. And I, he started going on this rant before he actually did anything. That's amazing. Hey, leave no, it. I applaud it. Yeah. No, you felt it. You felt it setting in. 
it, you're right. It does not matter. It does not matter what it was. You were at a place that was pushed to the limit. If the pay got any fucking worse, it's not worth doing the job. So it doesn't matter how they phrase it, what they're about to say. You do not need to sit through the new presentation of how you're about to be fucked over. You can just grab <laughs> your fucking shit yeah. and walk out the door. You know, throw the uniform on the, make them mail your W-2 to you. You know, like you don't have to go back for shit. Did he say anything to you yeah, as you I, were leaving? Well, here's the, here's the exact story of what happened. I cut him off like mid-speech. I said, hold on. You're going to take away all the card tips for everybody? And he said, yeah, because it's a team learning experience. He started launching it to another rant. I cut him off again, and I was like, you know that's half my income, right? Like, that's half of what I make in a day. Like, over yeah. half those days. And he's just like, it doesn't matter. Uh, and I said, all right, yeah, that's a real bad sign. And then I took my hat off and I just tossed it on the counter and I put on my hoodie and I took off my like t-shirt for the company out from under it and tossed that on the counter too. And he said, what are you doing? I said, Oh, I'm leaving. <laughs> Cause yes! like, I'm not, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not here for this. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm here and, for this motherfucker. And, I'm in no position to change your mind either. You're, you're, t you're, you're decreeing yeah. this at me and I'm just going to step to the side and not deal with that bullshit. Yeah, like I'm like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like take that much of a cut to my pay. Like you know, I got I got bills to pay. I got stuff to take care of. I can't be living off that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, if 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 any person in this world had a job where they said I'm taking away half of your pay, anybody would leave. Anybody. Yeah. There's nobody that wouldn't leave. And like, that's the, uh, uh, that is just, that's a crazy fucking thing to, uh, uh, to come at you with. And then when you say it's half my pay, if he says it doesn't matter, I mean, that's a fucking, that is, you did the right thing. That is a walkout fucking offense. A walkout. And plus, this yeah, guy's I mean, business like ain't going to be open. For people that don't know or, or haven't heard Bear Call before, the guy he's working for is as dumb as they come. He just sounds like a guy that has money and um, is able to just start a business and it's a rolled ice cream place and a gas station. Now, uh, uh, what state were you in? Georgia, right? Georgia, but he has a franchise location in Arkansas and he's opening up uh, two in Florida soon. Right. These are not now I've been to Georgia. Okay. A few times. Yeah. I've been to Florida. I love that song too. And I don't think I've ever been to Arkansas, but I'm going to say this. These are not eating at the gas station places. Yes. Arkansas is. They usually does. They just have a fryer behind the fucking register and you can get the best goddamn fish sandwiches ever. Are you for real? That's what I ate when I drove okay. through there. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. okay actually, well, I'm going to, I'm going to cut you off with a Georgia's not a gas station food place either. Cause like I get a, like 80% of my diet from gas stations. Like maybe it's just like, no, my no, no, county, no. but like everywhere you go, you drop in, you get some like bomb ass fried chicken and you leave. Like that's what you do at gas stations. <laughs> no, I'm not saying like there are parts of the country that are eat at the gas station parts of the country. The Northeast 
is crazy about eating at the gas station. They love it. They can't get a damn enough of it. The difference here, though, is that they're they're attached to brands like Sheets and Royal Farms and Wawa. But in the South, it's just somebody's that's real good at cooking gets to to run the restaurant and a gas station. It's not like it's not like a franchise thing. That's okay. what I that's been my experience. Okay. Okay. Through. Then I'll okay. I'll admit yeah. I'm yeah. wrong. Yeah. Ohio, I'll I'll say this. Ohio is not an eat at the gas station place. So maybe I was just generalizing. That's also me. true. I I agree yeah. Ohio is not an eat at the gas station place. It's not I mean, they're trying to make it happen, but nobody eats at the gas station here. Yeah, you just don't do it here. It, 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 nobody does it here. Because Seven Eleven isn't a thing unless nope. they have gas as well. Yep, we've always we've always talked about this on Street Fight, especially like when I went to Philly, and the first time I was gonna get Wawa, I was a little fucking nervous about it because right. I was like, a sub at a gas station? I don't know about how that can this shit, be man. anything? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't think I should fuck with this. Or like Royal Farms chicken. It's right. like, I don't know, man. That's chicken at a gas station. I'm scared, you know. But we, is this the same as eating one of those hot dogs that's a hamburger? You ever seen those? No. What are you talking about? You ever seen the cheeseburger hot dog? Like a flat hot, like a piece of bologna? No, 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 no. It's a hot dog shape sausage. And it's a cheeseburger, though. Instead of oh, gotcha. being a hot dog, yeah, it's a cheese. It's really it's a, a roll, a rollable yeah. cheeseburger. It's a, it's really, I gotta say, it's a really brilliant thing. It's like one of the great inventions of our time. It's just disgusting, and I will not eat it. I've told you about the guy I worked with at at the cable company, right? Like the guy I was training who made me stop like three times a day so he could eat two hot dogs smart at, at speedway fuel up fast fuel yeah. up nobody eats at speedway that's not you should never eat at speedway don't but again my mind is open to all this stuff now but i thought that in georgia you you got gas at the gas station. You got peaches at the gas station. <laughs> well, yeah, you have fireworks at the gas station. At a stand by the gas station, you can get yeah. frog. You can get frog jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get. Yeah, you don't you get can peaches get, from the gas station itself. That's suspicious. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that is that is just those are the. I, I thought Georgia was not a gas station eating place, so maybe this guy's business will be successful. I will say that Florida, I've spent time there, not a gas station eating place. They don't eat gas stations in Florida at all. So uh, let's just hope this guy's very unsuccessful and, and not get tied up on the fact that I thought people didn't eat at gas stations in Georgia. Well, let me, let me tell you what else happened right after I walked out, right? This is the funniest shit on the planet. I had, like, right before coming to work, I had just gotten paid. So I bought this, like, super fancy apple juice stuff. Like, it was, like, really expensive. It was, like, $10 for this, like, small jug of apple juice. Uh, way too overpriced. Marinelli's? It was, uh, you know. Uh, Martinelli's or whatever? I think so. 
I think I think it's that fancy one. It was like oh. an apple shaped container too. Yep. Oh, that's uh, yeah. You pay more for that though. Hey, I, nobody's making fun of you over here, man. I'll pay six dollars for a cool looking container every every day of the week. That's yeah. so true. I do that all the time, but I. I had left it in the back in the like the uh, in the fridge because I was just gonna drink it over my shift because I was there until like you know like 9 p.m. that night and it was like 11 a.m. you know I was there for a while, but uh, yeah I had walked out on them but I had forgotten it in there and I got out to my car I called my partner and I was talking to them and I realized I was like oh I left my apple juice in there hold on I'll call you back <laughs> and I had to walk back in and he was like ranting and raving about how like he didn't know who he was gonna get up there and he was like yelling at. God or himself, <laughs> or I don't know what powers he was appealing to. Oh, <laughs> that's the like, best. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm screwed over. You know, I'm gonna have to stay here all day. I can't get this coffee machine fixed now. And he looks at me. I guess because he thought that like he caught my bluff and that I was gonna come back. And I looked at him. I said, I forgot my apple juice. And I walked straight in the back, grabbed and walked straight back out. Wow! Thank you so much. And then you taught me something. And then tonight. I got, a, I got another call like right after that from the other manager. And he's like, Hey, did something happen? Doug's asking me to come in. And I was like, Oh yeah, I quit. He said, why? And I told him, I'm like, Oh, he's trying to cut half our pay. He's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, take away car tips. He's like, okay, I'm going to call him back and tell him that I'm probably going to quit too if he goes through with that. And from my understanding, enough people threatened that he actually changed his mind. Like, I guess he realized that that wasn't a sustainable move. <laughs> well that's great and i love the advice um always leave something behind leave a coat behind maybe leave your favorite mask just like on a chair so that way you can go back in when they're having like a full meltdown and realizing that there's no staff to work for them oh yeah yeah i do like that i like that i always wanted to go back to the cable company experience. in the morning i always wanted to go back to the cable company like two days later in the morning really bad just to be like look how fucked everything is yeah. you know but you're not allowed. scrambling you're not allowed to just walk in so <laughs> yeah like am i allowed to look at the mess i made please like is that, I, we should have the right as a worker to view the mess we made i think that I, should be part of labor contracts is that you get to be a ghost employee for like two weeks and just watch how fucked everybody is without you there <laughs> can I, can I, I'm going to ask Brett and bear this question and maybe, maybe even the chat. Do you guys ever think at all about places you used to work? Like I have noticed that I quit insight, the cable company in 2009. I have not worked for them since 2009. They have gone through two sales okay they've been sold twice since i quit every single fucking time a, a spectrum cable truck drives by me i look in it to see if i know the person driving it <laughs> and i just wonder do you guys ever like i don't know like like think about like the old places you worked and like want to go by and see what what is going on there now? Absolutely. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it would be great, right, Brett? Uh, I thought I 
I think of old places, but I don't know if I would want to go see. I just imagine they're not the same. True. True. But I mean, wouldn't you? I, I think I know why I do it to the spectrum trucks. If you guys want to humor me for a second, it's because I'm a podcaster now for a living. Like I make my living as a podcaster and I get to travel around the country, like speaking to audiences. And I get, I have this like pretty cool job. And I really truly think that the real reason that I wish I knew the people in a truck is so that they'd stop and they would want to talk to me and think I was like a loser now, but then I get to tell them I'm like not a loser now. <laughs> no, wow. You got to. You have so many better uses of brain power than that thought. But I'm like that with my dad too. I'm like that with everybody in the whole fucking world. You're my just going to look at them a certain way. Do you think you're just going to make eye contact and they're going to be like, Hey, you seem like a fucking loser. And you're like, actually, I used to do your job, loser. And now I'm a big time podcaster. <laughs> well, no. Okay. So like I was walking yesterday and I was walking by a shell station that I go to a lot to get, to get a, uh, a Gatorade. And there was a truck there and there was a guy filling up the truck. And I was like, I got, is, is that a guy I used to? And then I got like kind of close to him. And it didn't end up being a guy I worked with. So I, I just kind of did a 90-degree turn to get away from him. Here's, here's what you need to do. Here's the old guy's solution to that. You want a little bit of contact. You want to chop it up with somebody. You just go up and say, hey, uh, does, does Raj Nelson still work there at, <laughs> at Insight? And they're like, what? And they're like, Raj Nelson, is he still higher up? And they're like, no, I have no idea who that is. I'm like, well, when I worked there, and then you can just say whatever you want. You can take up 10 minutes of their time and tell them all about it when you did it. And they just have to be subjected to it because they know that one day they'll get to do it to somebody else. You know, true. I quit roofing before 9-11. And I still look in every Finney industrial roofing truck when they go by to see if it's the guy named Steve that I told you about that sent me a uh, uh, message to tell me how I can improve street fight. Yeah. <laughs> like years ago, I just want to see him and be like, I didn't even need your fucking advice. <laughs> yeah. There's a guy, there's an old, old cat I used to work with that I, I've been desperately trying to find, but he was just like such a like, I don't give a fuck about these smartphones guy and actually stuck with it. And I cannot hunt him down. And I've been, I've been wanting him to hang out with him forever. Cause he, the dude that uh, gave me uh saw my dick off the guy that I got that from. Oh man. And you're never going to find that guy. I'm going to try. I'm, I should reach out to some people. There's actually some folks. I think I might be able to, I'm going to put that on my to-do list now on my solo lifestyle to-do list. Fucking find him and tell him to call into the show. And then Here's the thing. Here's, here's the move. You'll give him one or a piece of the profit for your sawing my dick off t-shirts. Right. And then boom, he'll, he'll be around forever. Right. right. Although cool, I don't dude. think we would ever sell your saw my dick off t-shirts. Like, I mean, we people would, like it. Yeah. If people wanted them. I just can't imagine wearing a shirt that says you're sawing my dick off <laughs> but it's relevant and it's how i feel most of the days true true bear do you do this do you do you ever want to like 
find the old people you work with and like sort of even kind of brag that you don't work with them anymore? <laughs> See, I, anybody from my old jobs that's still worth keeping in contact with, I still keep in contact with because I've always been one of those like, your network is everything type guys. So, you know, I want like good people around me, but I've always wanted to like go back to the businesses and check it out because I've had so many like just weird and wild work experiences now that like, I got to make sure that things aren't still working the same way or if they are like figure out what to right. do about them. Because like I've worked yeah. so many just weird places too. Here's a little, here's a little teaser for my next few uh, call-ins. I used to work at a Trump themed coffee shop. <laughs> oh man you've had the best jobs in the world Bear. you're a go-getter i know just, <laughs> you'll do like, fucking anything he's just like what's the crummiest type of place that i could end up working at and i'll do it you're like an irony worker you're like how like <laughs> irony workers union <laughs> yeah you're like how like so, i like to like subject myself to bad stuff yeah. in an ironic way like how me and Brett are watching those movies, cinematic, cinematic universe movies, even though we hate every single one of them, we trapped ourselves into watching them. Yeah, you like that, but for work. I love them now because I've had to paint a I, narrative in my life and how it's affected it and what I've learned from this experience because I cannot <laughs> handle it otherwise. Yeah. You know, you're not even wrong. You kind of is like a, it's kind of like a, you know, how bad can it get thing to, you know, I got, I got to spill it now. I got to spill the story behind working there. But I, uh, I had, I had just like quit my job, my, the job before that one. And I was like, I had dyed my hair, like a very deep blue. And my mom and dad kept making the comments that like, you're not going to find any work with dyed hair like that, which I thought was stupid. Um, and then right. finally I made like a decree to them. I was like, I'll have a job by the end of the week. And they're like, no, you won't. And I was like, yes, I will. Um, and I, I fly there and they liked my resume and I was like, okay, sure. You know, they're not going to actually hire me, but I'll go in for the interview. And I'm not going to say what the pay rate exactly was, but it was way too much to be working at a coffee shop like that. You know, way too much for a conservative to pay someone who looked like me. And I went in in like jeans and a t-shirt and a hoodie. Like I didn't take it seriously at all, but they really liked me. And they were like, all right, you're hired. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like I was very open about my politics. I was very open about like the fact that like I didn't have that great of a work ethic. Like I was just, I was like, whatever, who cares? I'm not going to take this seriously. They, I just didn't say I went to an interview, but they hired me anyway. They love like, that. Well, I mean, they, I, you I can yeah, explain they explain that. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, they want to present you as someone that they converted. Yes. Yes. They either yeah. that, or they want to argue with you. They right. want to be like, Oh, you know, Hey, they say Trump people are intolerant, but I hired some right. hippie fucking leftist to work at my place. He even listens to a podcast that tells him not to work hard. <laughs> uh, and the regulars there, they would always like, they'd always cut up with me too. But anytime politics came up and I'd be like, yeah, I mean, like we really do need to burn down some more buildings. They'd be like, Arr. and they just like swap subjects. I mean, yeah. they just weren't for it. There. Yeah. Psychic gasoline called you a diversity uh, hire, and that's exactly what it is because they're not going to hire any people of color. I mean, you know, they went to every they went to every barbecue and were just like, I, I, I you know, I, I hire non-binaries if they work. If they work, I don't care. You know, I don't care if they got purple hair. Like they're they're just showing off. I love it. I love you know that's, that's well, what it was. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, oh, God. Now I, well, I wish they had company picnics and stuff because I'm, I'm sure there would be some of the greatest stories ever. Like, where would a Trump coffee shop go on a company picnic? Because, you know, it's not going to be the amusement oh, park. You're going to love it. That's too expensive. Oh, oh, really? You're you're gonna you're gonna love the stories I got coming in. I got a I got a stockpile. I can't give them all away now. But I, let me just tell you, there was oh. company drama. There was company picnics. There was all kinds of stuff that happened there. I mean, it was <laughs> it was an interesting six months of my life. This is great. You left it with a cliffhanger. Hell yeah, bear! Thanks for calling. You're one of my faves, buddy. <laughs> Appreciate awesome. it. I'll, yeah, I'll, have a good, I'll good night. I'll you guys soon. I'll, get, I'll drop by more. Is there yeah, a social media? Sure. If people want to follow you somewhere on social media, do you care at all? Oh, yeah, actually. Um, at Bitta on Instagram. It's my Twitch handle, too. Oh, you're not on Twitter? It's for uh, old people. Uh, I don't have Twitter, just Instagram and Twitch. I, I, I got Twitter after uh, an incident occurred. <laughs> okay, what was your what was your name again? I'll I'll get you on my Instagram. I check it once every three months. It was <laughs> it was a bit of Senna. I'll drop in the chat in a little bit and let everybody know who I am. Appreciate cool. it. Cool. Thank you. Peace and Millie's. Oh no! I just opened my um. I, I actually just opened my Instagram and and uh, Mancal posted a picture of Biden you, in front of a bunch of kids with Trump shirts on. Dude, people send me that stuff all the time through the Street Fight account. You should definitely follow Mancal on Instagram. There's so much good content on there. He does it all day long. He is I got a, addicted to social media like any teenage girl that he complains about. His show, dude. His, his the oh god! I can't wait to do the Shocktober episode because he is off. He's out there, man. He is way. Oh, I know. He's off the. No, he's really going going for it. He's like, <laughs> he's digging his heels in to the extreme. Yeah, he is. He's so far out there. I hope he does run for governor. I think is is really my dream. Is he's that talking he runs it. for governor of Illinois. Yeah, he's trying to hint at it. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let's let's see who we got here. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? No, sorry. Don't apologize. Yeah, you haven't done anything bad. Oh, you got to swallow. Well, that's better than spitting. It's more romantic. Cuban sandwich chips are so good. Cuban sandwich chips? Yeah. What did you say? They have Cuban sandwich yeah, chips. That's, that's exactly too it. much. Too much. Yeah, Clancy's did that. Like, Clancy's do that. Yeah, totally, totally. It's Clancy uh, chips with. Uh, I mean, they, they're basically like ham, mustard, and uh, pickle. They're awesome. My heavens, Clancy gets fancy. I didn't know that. That's a, that's going like in a, now. A good <laughs> chip. Throw some ham dust on that oh, chip. You know who has the better one though is. Uh, uh, actually, Kroger. They also have a really good Reuben sandwich kettle chip. <sighs> Hachi, I, Hachi. I mean, this is I, just I mean, this is what we're going to be eating <laughs> in the future instead of the real thing. So I would just be gobbling up the real thing over the chips right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they're vegetarian too. 
Oh shit! Well, now I'm back. Oh, in. now they're now they're not too much. You know what annoys me? Can I say this? Real I got quick? imitation bacon bits, and they have changed my whole egg life. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I got to tell you the new chips that now I'm annoyed by. I got annoyed by chips. Three. I got some too. I got one. I, I went to the the El Kroger, and I was walking down the chip aisle, right? And Lay's now has Cool Ranch Dorito chips, potato chips, Funyuns, potato chips. Now, I'm not sure what other brands they did, but it's like, they, we already have those. Now, well, some people really are fucking up. Yeah, some people are only comfortable with a chip format. It's all about formats of flavor. No, it's but the, you it's don't... the future. Formats of flavor is the future. That's true. I mean, brand flavor. Brand but, flavor but... is applied to, to a different formats everybody can have their own digestible format to get the flavors they want from their favorite friends online their brands and that's why i think they should make cool ranch oreos oh shit and the inside <laughs> wait on the inside with chocolate or Ooh. the whole thing tastes like it i say here's what i say here's what i <sighs> i think i know what you're gonna say hard i'm waiting with bated breath corn cookies yes with a cool ranch cream yes on the go for it yeah I get think bonkers. Let's get yeah. bonkers. Let's not just sprinkle dust. Let's go nuts. Yeah. Savory, <laughs> savory Oreos. Savory snack sandwich cookie. Yes. 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 Please make that. So uh Hydrox uh, should sneak in with like a uh with with some sort of like uh, a chili dill flavor. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Hydrox. I mean, but you know what would happen, really? The same thing that happened to him before. They would do it, and then Oreo would come yep. in and fucking do it, and then people would forget, totally forget about Hydrox and think it's the generic brand. Game over. Oh, my God. Just imagine, like, laying in, like, a, a neutral-colored unitard and dipping a, a corn cookie filled with Cool Ranch into some salsa <laughs> and just kicking back and relaxing. <laughs> so what's going on tonight? So, uh, yeah, I think I was so distracted by the chips, I didn't introduce myself. So on Facebook and on the group, I'm Daniil Botko. Um, I think uh, my most recent fame in the group was I posted the uh, Zaxby's hack, uh, which I oh, yes. refer to as Hacksby's, where if you just delete your account, you can get their free sandwich combo uh, deal, like literally every day. And um, uh, about a month ago, a uh, month and a half ago, I was staying with my partner in uh, Richmond and uh, uh, her landlord decided to take out the sink uh, and like just didn't put it back for a week. So we literally just ate Zaxby's every day. Okay, didn't pay that's smart. Just by signing up with new emails. Yeah. So if, yeah, so like it's like a little bit convoluted. So you can't actually do it through the app, but the app like if you just Google like how to delete Zaxby's app, there's like a third party service they use. And if you log on with your credentials onto their third party service, um, you can delete it. And they don't like keep a record of like credit card numbers for like unique users. So you don't even, I think you have to change the email. That's the only thing. But I mean, it's really easy to just make a new email. But, yeah, if you can make a new email every day, you get a free uh, kick and chicken combo uh, every day. Yeah. That's why I, I never I never got to get Zaxby's. Uh, we got and, it. We yeah, I didn't. 
No, oh, I mean, I didn't did. get the real thing. I mean, I denied no. myself just sigh. a sweet flavor of death. Yeah. I had Zaxby's, but you sat in there with me and you ate a bunch of sides. Is that where we then... saw someone get hit by a car? No, that, no, was, that was Bojangles. Bojangles. Okay, it's different. Bojangles. No. Uh, um, uh, oh, yeah, Zaxby's I, was with. Yeah, I remember that. I got to say, I am too lazy to set up a new email address and and you know what Oof. i have not you gotta be dedicated man you got I, you're too comfy you just gotta do good which yeah. is fine because i don't do that with uh um serious xm people are always telling me like you can get free serious xm like all the time you just need a new email address and uh i'm like oh oh um, that sounds great, but instead I just pay the $16 a month because I don't want to sign up for a new email address every two weeks. <laughs> I remember uh, Hulu used to be like that, like maybe 10 years ago. It was like free, um, but I think for a while there, like when they started charging, you could do the same thing where you just change your email and get... Uh, you know, every 14, I think it was 14 days, not uh, every month. But you can get yeah, big money was, from it. That. But actually, like sites like Swagbucks and other ones, like if you're willing to do it, you can get 10 to $15 to keep re signing up for Netflix and Hulu over and over again. Swagbucks? Oh, totally. Yeah, and other, honey, any of the other, any of the points programs, uh, e points or whatever. I don't know what that one was called. Yeah. No, we need an app that just... Before it was canceled, there was like a... Oh, sorry, go ahead. We need an app that just like every two weeks sets you up with a new email address and sends the password to you. <laughs> okay. Well, if we now, how do you like that? People in the Street Fight community, that's an app, Nate. <laughs> we just need to sign up to have 10 to $15 get delivered into our account every two weeks instead of being taken out. Yeah, that would, that would help my situation better. Yeah, somebody absolutely. else could do the work and sign gonna, up for the. I'm going to go ahead and get. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, well, you. Well, you're the caller. Say, uh, you're the I'm guest go here. Ahead and get to the reason why. I, <laughs> thank you. Very hospitable. Um, so the reason why I called today was because um, I actually just uh, the forms are not submitted yet, but I just let everyone uh, who needs to know know that uh, I'm dropping out of grad school. Oh, congratulations. Is it a I negative or you? No, I mean, it was a negative staying in, but uh, I'm feeling much better now. So I'm actually, um, I won't say where, but uh, I'm in a, a speech program uh, on the East Coast. And um, you know, there was really nothing wrong with the program. It was just um, like, I really felt like, um, like, I don't know, just like the amount of hours that they're expecting us to work because I started working at a hospital uh, recently and it, it like ended up being like 50 plus hours. And I was just like, I had to be on like 100% the whole time. And um, I don't know, I just kind of realized like, uh, it's not something that I like. Um, and I feel like I was just always pressured into pursuing higher education. Um, and uh, I realized like, damn, like my, my partner who's a server makes more money per hour than I would. 
as a speech therapist. Um, and I, I don't know, I just, I felt like I've been stuck in the program because it, it felt like a sunk cost, you know? Like, I'm like, oh, like I've already yeah. like, taken out these loans. Like, I yeah. might as well just follow through with it. And I'm like, oh no, like, I'm not going to be happy doing this. You were living somebody else's life. Like you heard that this was a good idea for yeah, somebody, I, somebody I, to do and other people maybe are willing to tough it out because they care about it or because it means a lot. But like at the end of the day, yeah. you're not going to, you know, you're not going to do it. It's like, I mean, uh, my ex, her graduating class of like artists and graphic designers and stuff, like most of them are like real estate people or work at like a bank now. Uh, there isn't a lot of people that end up doing, you know, what their job what the what they expected to be doing well and also like tenure is really really hard to get now too so if you were going to teach like that's that i i mean i'm not saying you wouldn't get there or that you like don't have the skill i'm just saying you just have to be able to you have to love it you have to be able to put up with the shit you have to be like i don't care that it sucks and i'm doing this but if you're like this sucks too much to be doing it like definitely walk away that's how I, i definitely agree with that you can yeah. find something else that like you are okay been, with how like, sucky it I've is. I've been like consulting with like, I've been like consulting with like family and friends and like, you know, in, in the run up to this decision, because I've been feeling like, you know, just absolutely dreading like going to work like every single day for like probably the past year. And I, I just came to the conclusion like this weekend, I was just like, oh, like, yeah, this is not good. Like I'm, I'd rather do something where I don't have to take my work home. So I have experience doing uh, like agriculture uh, work. Um, I, uh, my parents live in New Zealand, so I've actually, um, I've lived with them for a while and I was working as a vine pruner over there in vineyards. And honestly, I loved that work and I would have kept doing it if I could have stayed longer. But, um, and actually, uh, yeah. Why not go back? If you want like a quick out once, once the visa is, uh, well, they're still closed, which I'm glad they are as much as I miss my uh, parents. I haven't seen them in like two years. And I'm, I'm only like 25, but like, uh, but like, uh, yeah, w- once they reopen, New Zealand has, I think it's like a nominal fee to apply. It's like maybe 14 or 15 bucks. Um, but they have a working holiday program where you get to work uh, any kind of job, like full-time, part-time, whatever, as long as it's not permanent, like beyond the one year you're allowed to work. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, you can travel, you basically have no restrictions on work. And a lot of the people that I worked in, or I worked with in the vineyards were, um, it was like half and half, like half were people from, uh, like the Americas, like we had like a bunch of Argentinians, uh, and Chileans, and then also like a few French and like Lithuanians, I remember, but it's like, yeah, you just like rent a camper van, uh, work for like four or five weeks, and then you get to have, because the the season's pretty short, but they'll call you back the next time. Like some maintenance needs to be done. And then you spend four or five weeks just like driving around in a camper van. And um, you actually make pretty good money. I think I was making, if you're fast, because um, New Zealand's nice. They don't have uh, like a per piece rate, uh, or they do, but um, you always get paid at least the minimum wage. So not just solely on per piece. So if you're a little slow, you still get like a decent wage. But if you're faster, you can make even more. And I remember I was pulling in like, you know, like as like a college student, I was, it was a lot for me, but I was pulling in like 17 or 18 US an hour. Um, and uh, it was pretty sick. And actually I got hurt uh, on the site once 
And uh, I was so scared uh, just because of like my reaction as an American to like, oh, healthcare system, like I'm going to like have a huge bill. But like uh, there was an ambulance that took me to the hospital. Like I saw like two or three doctors at the hospital and then like filled a prescription. And um, uh, I think I paid like a nominal $5 fee for all of that. Yeah. And so that's like a big reason why I'm like, oh, damn, I think I'm going to I'm going to head out there once once the borders reopen. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't see any reason not to. That's where I would be. That <laughs> sounds like home to me. Uh, yeah, that sounds really nice. And it sounds like oh, it's yeah. a good dirt dirtbag exchange program of uh, people that would just live in a van and work and uh, don't, <laughs> oh. don't complain. Yeah. And just people there are like way more chill. Like my dad um uh he's russian but uh uh spent the past like 20 or so years in the u.s so i think it was pretty easy for him to make the move because he was like oh like i don't even like america that much like why not um yeah it's so, a fucking pain uh, it's uh, it's the biggest he, problem he, he in my life is that i wake up in america noted <laughs> yeah uh, absolutely um but like he noted like the most like striking thing to him was like it's just way more chill like it's a less he described it as like a way less litigious society. Like you're not going to get sued for making like one mistake, which I don't know. I've never been sued. I don't think I ever would, but uh, people are just way more like, just like, oh yeah, shit happens. Like it's, it's all right. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like to me, just, I kind of imagine my mind getting hurt on the job and people being like, Oh, mate, that's, that's really rough. Take a break. You know, like, instead of being like, <laughs> Oh, you're fucked. Oh, somebody call his wife. She's going to be pissed. I got to say, I, I, yeah, I as like, soon as you said camp camper van, I started looking at camper vans and now that's, I want a camper van now. That sounds nice. Um, something people that a lot of countries people did have it all figured as out well was like they would if they were there for more than like a month or two they would like um just like straight up like buy a car or like buy a van instead of rent it and then you can just resell it at basically the same price you bought it and maybe even make a profit if you're there during an off season and leaving during an on season for tourists um so like yeah there's it's like it's pretty nice it's also beautiful i gotta mention like yeah, like I realized like, oh yeah, I was so much happier working like 50 hours a week, uh, like in like the most beautiful valley, like from sunrise to sunset, like even though I was doing literal manual labor, like I enjoyed it so much more than I'm enjoying the hospital. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it Makes sounds sense. great. Working outside kicks ass. I think that's why I spend so much time outside now being outside for work kicks ass so much uh uh people people say it stinks and i mean when the weather's bad i guess your day can kind of suck but man it makes it all worth it when the weather's good though like those days are incredible and the best part is when once you get good enough and like fast enough and like confident enough with your i was there during the not the picking season but we were like pruning and tying the vines um, once you get good enough and fast enough, you can just like chain smoke while you're working. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it sounds great. It sounds great. I think you yeah. should go and congratulations Anyways. on knowing when to 
congratulations on knowing when to pull the plug because uh, I would be very bad oh. at figuring that out. Oh, I was bad at figuring it out too. Like I should have pulled, I was like <laughs> on the phone with my mom, like in frantics, like uh, the first semester of my grad school experience. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like if this is me, but like, like I said, the sunk cost just kept me pushing, but finally I came to my senses. Anyways, I'm going to let another caller yeah. on, but it was nice chatting with you. Oh, also, yeah. uh, the last time I called in was like maybe three years ago. Um, I don't know if y'all remember, but I called in actually while I was in uh, undergrad and I was doing a research project in Barbados. And I remember I told Brian about monkeys in my backyard and he thought that was sick. Yeah, I would love that. Although, you know, they, they do eat people. So, no. Yeah, chimps. Yeah. Not monkeys, chimps. They will eat your balls. <laughs> I've heard the stories. Okay. Huh. All you right. say so. Know. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for calling right. in. Anyways, y'all have a good night. Thanks. Peace. Bye. Yeah. And if you're listening, you're 25. You have your whole fucking life ahead of you. It's not over. You don't have to have anything together. And you have so much time. Do not worry about. I'm supposed to be doing, I'm supposed to be in a miserable job by now. I'm supposed to be like hating my life and, and just, you know, taking a good, good paycheck to live in hell. Get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's actually like a really funny thing is like, uh, uh, I, I probably worked at the cable company for, I know for at least a year when I knew I was getting out, which is like a year is a long time to deal with some bullshit. Big amount of time. Big time. Yeah, it was stupid. You're dragging I feet. Just fucking left. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, you, you got to rush this stuff. I mean, yep. the, the, these transitional, the, it's a transition. I mean, it's the same way with, I, I mean, I've talked to people, other people about it, but even with uh, my separation, like the, the thing you got to do is speed it up. Like there's no point of like wallowing in it. It doesn't help. It does the same way. If you like think about crisis before it's happened, before it happens, it's not going to help you. If a crisis actually happens, there's no reason to sit around and kind of wallow about how sad it is that like, you're going to not have this job. You're not going to have this relationship. You're not doing this thing anymore. Just fucking get to the next thing. Cause that's going to be way more rewarding. Yeah. You got to go with it. It seems like, it seems like that's the yeah. quickest way. It's scary to quit your job or to drop out oh, of like oh, uh, uh, grad school. Yeah, like that that those two things are kind of like, nope, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. But we also do convince ourselves at like 17 or 18 that once we graduate, we're supposed to be miserable. Yeah, and then and then we also think that you know, we hold everybody to standards that we can't meet that nobody else is meeting. It's just like this is everybody should be. Everybody should be achieving at this level. Everybody should be accomplishing th these things. And it's like, I don't know anybody that's doing that. What are nope. you talking about? Nope. That, same here, man. Same here. Uh, all right. Next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? What's up, guys? This is uh, Mason in Chicago. What's up, Mace Mason? Hello? Is it yeah, Mason? Like the jar. Ah, what's up, Mason? Yeah. And how's it going tonight? Uh, it's going well, actually. I placed an order for some Chinese food right when I got in the queue, and it appears to be arriving 
like just now. <laughs> nice. Well, you're going to have Chinese food when you hang up the phone. You can just start eating it immediately. It is. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. You're in Chicago, so it's 930. A little late, but uh, I'm mm -hmm. going to let it slide because I eat at 930 all the time. Nine's an okay dinner time. I yeah, actually had somebody this this week that I also, that's just the lifestyle for, for some of us. It is a lifestyle, yeah. And I get up I get up pretty late on the weekends even. So this is basically like this is I think like the second full meal I've had today. Really, like all things considered, it's I went lunch. to the movies earlier. I saw that movie, uh, The Card Counter. It was really really good. But I got on your guys' Ooh. radar, but it's about uh. This, uh, he's a, uh, Oscar Isaac and Tiffany Haddish are in it. And Oscar Isaac, they, uh, he's like a, uh, he was, he was a soldier and he, um, hit Abu Ghraib and like tortured a bunch of guys and like has a lot of guilt about it. He just like kind of, he spent time in prison, uh, like dealing with all this guilt, you know, and kind of cards and doesn't feel anything. Uh, but Paul Schrader is the guy that did that first performed and he wrote Taxi Driver. Uh, so you're like getting a quality kind of theatrical experience out of it. Uh, and then I just kind of you know, had a little beer after the movie. Um, really, That's really quite good. Um, oh. uh, yep, it's me. Uh, I'm sorry. No, it sounds great. Uh, sounds uh, complex and interesting. And yeah, I'll, we'll look, we'll check it out. Yeah, yeah I see the, uh, the movie Facebook group actually. Uh, just, uh, just kind of posting whatever I get a chance to. Uh, I'm, have you guys seen Malignant? That's one that's I'm trying to finish my food quick enough that I can try to see a uh, try to catch that at the, the local regal uh, cinema. The James Wan movie, the horror I, movie. I don't watch anything new. It's got to be like. Oh, really? I only watch things that I care about, like tell me to watch, so that way I can talk to them about it. But like, gotcha, as far as gotcha, keeping up with gotcha. new, the new stuff, like that's sheeple behavior. <laughs> Jesus, malignant's on HBO Max. <laughs> I did pass by it. Was like, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, I've seen the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I don't know no spoilers. That. Dead data says yeah. it's sick. Well, just uh, <laughs> uh, while I have you guys on the phone, actually, I got a something of a landlord story. Very, I'll, I'll try to make it quick because I've been sharing the story a lot, but um, I had to do a very uh, a last minute move kind of, um, and it was teeing up to be a pretty easy move just because my landlord called me and said, hey, I'll move you to another building that I own um, and I'll uh, you know, just, just right down the street from where I live basically. Uh, I live in Logan Square. Okay. I don't know if you guys are too familiar with the geography of Chicago and the neighborhoods. But basically, he has this other building straight down the street, and he offered to like pay for movers and stuff because you know, we got furniture, we got some uh, big ticket items, and I'm moving from the first floor in my old building up to my second floor, um, or a second floor where I currently am. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and in the middle of, so I was like getting myself in you know, all packed up and ready to move. And the night before the move, I give him a call. I'm like, hey, you know, you, you offered to pay for movers and stuff. So what time should I be expecting them tomorrow? 
And he said, oh, uh, well, I thought you said you didn't want the movers to come. And so basically, what uh, I had to move. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, so he heard an ism. He was like, he was thinking, I'm going to be a really good fucking guy. I'm going to dislocate this person and then I'm going to pay to get it moved over. But then they're going to be so grateful that I'm looking out for them that they're just going to move themselves. And that's what I heard. Right. What, is, right, what a piece right. of shit. And it, uh, I ended up playing myself because, yeah, I ended up moving my stuff uh me and my so i was moving with uh i i went i moved from a uh, a building in a, a place with two other guys one of them uh was moving cr- across country uh, a good friend of mine who i was living with during most of covid he uh moved across country to seattle for a job uh but uh basically i had to move all of my stuff <laughs> and all of and pack up all of his stuff and then, uh, you know, my other roommate, you know, he was on top and, and got his stuff all packed over and moved and stuff like that. Uh, and what should have been basically a one day sort of easy move just down the street. Like I'm basically the same, the, 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 I didn't change anything except the last two numbers of my apartment <laughs> building, basically. Um, yeah. Like essentially on the same block, it turned into this like two and a half day long ordeal <laughs> where I was just uh, like driving this nine foot U-Haul van around and also, yeah, driving this nine foot U-Haul van around and like looking for parking in the city because they shut down my street to get uh, like some work done or something like that. But all the same, are I'm you all, billing like, them for, are you I'm billing them for I'm all that? I'm from that. Uh, I'm probably gone because I still got to find like, I, and this guy has like, such you a, better. So I've had the same, yeah, I've had the same landlord for like a year, basically at this point. And his favorite thing to do a is year like, or eight years. If a, a year or eight, a year, one year, one year. So there's no credibility. There's no connection. This person is a scoundrel. Basically, yeah. He's like this a, is a bloodless vampire fella. dealing with. Um, this is eight. nobody that like has been looking out for you. This is just <laughs> somebody living off you. Yeah, basically. And what he really likes to do is um, we have an open room. And so last year uh, we had a a room open in our apartment, in our building, or in our unit rather. Uh, It was a three bedroom and me and my friend were were living in two of the rooms there. And we had this third room open and um, my roommate and I found this guy that we we really, really liked and would have loved to live with. And we sent his information along to the landlord and then the landlord just put some other guy in there. Um, who he found, who ended up being like, and this was during the like peak of COVID, was like a COVID tr- denier and would like listen to huh. Alex Jones in our kitchen, like on speaker and just would leave and like go to bars and just bring random people around our place and not give us a heads up about it. Um, and now I oh, God. Run point to fill. Yeah, now I have to run point to find another, to fill another empty room in our place, in this current place that I'm in. And I have like Facebook ads up and I have like Craigslist ads up and things like that. And I just get these, you know, I get folks messaging me all the time. And because of like all that stress, I just like don't know, like people that I think I would want to live with. I kind of have to like filter out because I'm like, I don't know if he's going to accept this as someone to, you know, take money from every single month like that. Um, Do you get like a finder's fee or something? It sounds like you're working for him. 
Uh, I, the finder's fee is that my friend that moves across country uh, gets his security deposit back. I don't get any. Okay. Uh, you know so, what, though? You should find out how much I wouldn't a move costs. Well, they know. And, they just did it. Right, I'm saying find out send how much invoice. it would cost to hire professionals and send an invoice for nope. the exact like, amount that it would no, cost. No, no, it doesn't matter how much it costs professionals. It costs how much you spent. Take every dollar that you spent and put it in an yeah. Excel spreadsheet, including lunches and breakfast and any time and labor that you put into it and, and send a bill to them and then deduct it from your rent and go into escrow otherwise. Like they're, they're that's on them. That's not like a courtesy yeah. that you're gonna do to somebody yeah. that you don't fucking know. Damn, that's baller. That that's yeah. That's actually way further away from how I would handle it, which is just eat the cost and uh, complain about it constantly. Yeah, I'm in the. I'm, yeah, I'm in the. I'm in the Brian section. I'm in the Brian kind of mindset about that. I'm just kind of like it's money, and it's so. Fuck, I should like get a little like more fret about this, just because like. He doesn't know yes. that I'm not working at the moment. And I was working like customer support and uh, I quit that job a couple months ago and I have been avoiding looking for a new job. Basically I'm trying to take yeah. it a little more serious now just because I'm running towards the end of my savings. Um, but I spent an awful lot of my own money that I didn't think I was. Yeah. Gonna I, to, I would to say the other, the other thing down the block. <laughs> If you can't do the paperwork, like you could smash some windows out at like four in the morning and no one would, no one knows what happened. Nobody knows what happened. No, you, you, you <laughs> fucking break that dude's window out. Nobody knows what happened. You, like you can get away with that so easily. So that's the other breath maneuver if you don't want to deal with paperwork. Well, I mean, in, in my maneuver, my, my way of dealing with things is uh, uh, I'm afraid of conference and it makes me nervous like i don't even think like when i'll say this i am not afraid of confrontation with my friends and my family like i'll generally be you know semi-confrontational to them but like to some sure. guy i don't know that is my landlord ter terrifying i'm terrified <laughs> you know i bought a, let me i'll tell you a story I bought a, a phone case a couple weeks ago because my old phone case fell apart. It just fell to pieces, a piece of shit. So I go and buy this phone case. It's an OtterBox, mm -hmm. the, the OtterBox brand phone case. I had it for less than 24 hours, and the volume up button fell off of it. It Damn. completely fell off of the phone. What? It's gone. And there's nothing I could possibly do, right, that could cause that. Like, what would I be doing where the, the volume button falls off of the phone case? Yeah, so you can't put that much stress on in one day. Yeah. I mean, you, you could, but. No, I can't. Yeah, with you, what, I mean, a hammer? You, have, you have a special ability to break stuff. <laughs> I mean, I think it would take a hammer. Yeah, me you're to, the hammer. I mean, you're so powerful. You talk about it all the time. How I powerful powerful. you are. That's like, true. But you apply power too much sometimes. But seriously, there is no scientific possible way that I should be able to do that. Stop bragging about yourself. To an stop bragging box, about yourself. Right? Stop, stop bigging yourself up. So then I'm like, hey, I'm going to fucking take this thing back. 
Then I got nervous mm -hmm. that they wouldn't let me take it back. So now I just have an otter box <laughs> with a volume button missing. And uh, I don't have it. I, di I didn't keep the receipt. Hey. And uh, now I'm living a life without a phone, uh, with a shitty phone case. Yeah. I would say in that, mm. what I would do to motivate myself in that arena would be go return the phone case and then spend it on gambling or something frivolous. Like I would do it to get your points back against them, but reward yourself with as if you never were going to get the money back since you're defeatist about it anyways. It's not that I, I mean, I don't want the money back. That's the fucking, you don't want thing. the money back for a broken no. thing you bought. That's I, I bought a 50 goddamn <laughs> dollar phone case that fell apart the day after I bought absurd. it. absurd. And now get, get, get the fucking, get your loafers out, get a Oxford shirt on and khakis and go raise hell in that phone store. I don't know what to say. Now it's this been is two unacceptable. weeks. Unacceptable. It's been two weeks now. I don't want to have the conversation with the guy at the fucking T-Mobile store, which I don't even have T-Mobile phone. Well, I do technically. I have Sprint, but but like I just stopped in this store and I fucking bought what I thought was the nicest phone case they had, and now I have this thing that's two weeks old and it's. The real reason why I haven't done it is because I don't want the confrontation with the guy at the place because he's going to do what you just did and tell me I broke it. That's I what I think is going to happen is he's going to be like, so what'd you do to it? And I didn't do it. For all I know, the goddamn thing didn't even have That's the fair. button. I, I, I see it with that one. No, no. See, this is no, because I don't work for the place, so I can say how I feel. They don't give a fuck. They just put it in like their system that you had to do a, an exchange. They're just going to hand you another worthless $50 phone case is all they're going to do. Yeah. I'm just saying that like for me, Brett's way of dealing with things is the best way to deal with. It. I mean, sometimes he's a dick or whatever, but here's the thing. That's better because if you're a Brian, right? Like if, if there's people in a chat saying I'm a Brian and, and you're, you might be a Brian. Uh, uh, you said you're a Brian Mason and, and like you never feel happy with anything that you do ever because you never fucking, you just take the blame. You're always, you have, you can't, the, the thing that happens is you start when you become so afraid of confrontation with strangers, you then start blaming yourself for everything. Yeah. That's a Brian, right? Well, yeah, this, <laughs> this landlord, this landlord was basically like, Oh yeah. fuck. I got to pay for this person to move so that they can save money on their rent. God damn it. Uh, that's going to cost me a lot of money. And then you internalize that and you're like, well, I can do it. Like if it's, I'm glad you were looking out for me. I can pay. And it's like, that. it's just, people will walk all over you. Like the worst people of all get by. That's how they get by. The only reason that they're able to continue, whether it's the T-Mobile cell phone plan or a landlord is just because most people just will get walked on and don't want to cause a problem. Like that's, that's the only way that it works. Well, let me say this though. Here's where I have to take Mason's side here, right? In that, like, you don't want to fuck with your landlord. I 
you gotta live in the landlord's goddamn fucking house. That's why I'm such a fucking oh my god, dude, my fucking shit fucks up and i'm like oh hey you know it was never really a big deal that the tub was leaking into my living room you know i'm just glad you fixed it on the third try yeah (laughs) so like i'm just afraid you gotta people are i mean what do you do when you're dealing with a landlord i mean there are so many other bad landlords that are willing to take you under their tutelage like there's just it's like bad jobs. There's just no reason to put up with some sort of minor dictator because you can go elsewhere. Well, Mason, here's here's what I do think though. I'm over mm-hmm. 10 years into this apartment and I have mm-hmm. to keep this apartment until 2 years from now. I got 2 years. My daughter is in 11th grade. Once she gets through 12th grade, I can move. I can go wherever I want anywhere. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I feel stuck here because it's a very small school district and it's very expensive to live here. And I have like a really cheap apartment for where I live. You could. Mm-hmm. Could you should. Get the fuck out of this place as soon as you uh as soon as your lease is up. I think that that is where my so my advice would thing. go is here's like here's the thing with that. Here's the thing with that. This is not the way that my landlord does things. It's a month to month lease. Uh, I could conceivably leave whenever, but at the moment I don't have a job, and that's the thing that is preventing me from like oh, looking for yeah. somewhere else to live and I put I mean, so it's much still, of it, my physical and mental and emotional energy into this move that I want to just stay put for not at least a month or two, or at least until I can get to a point where I can pay people to move my shit for me. Cause I'm not doing this right. again. Let, uh, let me offer a baby step. Let me offer a baby step. Let me offer something that isn't like a full aggressive. I'm taking your ass to court thing. Wait until all, you get all of the numbers and say, hey, man, this move cost me $800. You know, it cost me X amount of dollars and it's really hurting. It's going to prevent yeah. me from paying rent in the future. Um, you were going to spring for a moving company. Can you cover this? You, you don't No, You don't say, can you cover some of this? You say, can you cover all of this? Because they are always they're never going to pay you the amount of money. They're Trumps. They are mm-hmm. United States. They're like they're they're not going to pay the whole thing. You ask for the whole thing, and then the, if they offer to do half, if they offer to do seventy five percent, it's better than just like sitting there and whimpering and take. Damn. Now, see that, Brett. Let me explain something to you. That is a practical solution for a Brian. Right there, I could do that. Yes. I should be straight like, up hey, say out loud. You cost me a thousand dollars. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is maybe something that you could pull off there. And they have Even to live with it. it. Like to maybe get a they, month maybe, of yeah. free rent or something like that. Just to be like, dude, it cost me a bunch of fucking money to do this. And then if you need a receipt yeah. for movers, 
somebody in our audience can get you a receipt for movers for sure. <laughs> I could, yeah, I, so I had to pay for basically two and a half days of a U-Haul van rental and also for one night of parking overnight for that. And I haven't even thought to consider like the price of gas to refill the U-Haul, uh, you know, to kind of get up in there. Um, but I, I mean, I, but your time, maybe your time is also worth money. Your, your time is worth it too. Yeah. Your time's worth like and, and at yeah. least $20 an hour. And it's, o- it's okay to say also, I, I know there was a miscommunication, but I expected that somebody else would do this in one day and it's now ruined three days of my life. Yeah. Okay. You're allowed to be I, honest. You don't have to, you don't happens, have to be, yeah. you're not mean. You're not mean or bad, or you're not pointing anything out. You're allowed to say out loud what your life has been like in any situation that you're in. You're allowed to tell other people what you've been living through and you should never feel bad about it because that that's, that's your lived experience mm-hmm. and they're going to dismiss it and he's going to try to get out of it and maybe you'll get nothing out of it, but you should at least say, what that person did to you at them. And then, you know, after that, you just live with it because you, you, you can't control other people ever, and they're never going to be satisfactory. And they're always disappointing. I, I know that for sure. But as long as you are represent yourself openly, you can, you'll, you'll get a better result in the end. And, and you don't have as much grief later. Yeah. I think, I, I think that would be because like, I'm, I'm having trouble finding it, but, uh, um, because of the zip code, I don't have the zip code, but, uh, you know, mm. it says here that like on this movers dot deals, which I don't know the website or whatever, it's a it top says, website for movers. It uh. says though, what it says at the top is look, it shows the long distance, how much that starts at, but then it shows local moves as low as $65 an hour. So as low as means that's mm. the cheapest possible thing. You at least did $65 an hour worth of work. Oh, yeah. Those at l- least. The minimum level movers are no. I mean, they're just I, warm bodies. They don't even fucking show up most of the time. So, yeah, bill them for 65 and see if what they'll give you. Okay. That's what they would have All had right. to pay if um, the movers had shown up. Unless your landlord, my landlord does pull this thing where he hires his friends. So if you don't feel comfortable going for 65, yeah, that's do what my 50. guy probably would have done too. Which, well, that's the thing. Doesn't matter. Like, you know, I, I said they should have that, done it then. Yeah, they I, were I in charge of the like, product. They, they handed over the project management to you. Now they're on, you're working with your budget, they're yeah. working with your time. They should have handled it themselves if they wanted it to be the most budget conscious version. Instead, they handed it over to somebody else. These are the costs associated with that. You don't get to pick. You didn't do the work. You, you outsource. You call a mm-hmm. fucking plumber and you're going to tell a plumber that they can't fix toilet for what they say they need? No. That you, we're movers. We moved. We're movers. We move. We get $65 an hour. Yep. I love it. I love it. But if you want to be like me, Again, you could even get $50 an hour, but you deserve something. Even if he's not going to cut you a check, he should knock off some of your rent at the very least for this month. And when I say some of, I mean at least half, right? But 
Here's the thing, but here's the thing. I think expectations is what makes people cower in fear. I think that people, they want to expect that something's going to happen, that at least maybe something good will happen or not. It's, it's never about what's going to happen on the other side. It matters about you following through and representing yourself because in, in putting in their lap. Well, who cares what, who cares? There's no reason to speculate on it. Just do it and, and deal with it because otherwise you were just going to eat the costs and that's fine. And you can move on with your life and be okay. But otherwise you're allowed to tell someone out loud what they did to you and, and, and uh, you know, retribution, satisfaction, all that stuff is never guaranteed, but it does make you feel better in the end to know that like you, you put someone's business in front of them. I'll tell you the truth too. Every time I have, and I'll, I'm not bullshitting here. This isn't like me bullshitting. Every time I've stuck up for myself, the way I feel for the rest of that day is unmatched. There's no drugs. There's no nothing that matches the way I feel after I've defended myself with, with some, somebody, you know, with, like a landlord or, or, mm -hmm. or a boss or any of that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I don't want to fill your head with them. just sort of like macho attitude. Like you're supposed to beat their asses or fucking show them what's what, but you're like, you, you know, you're allowed to just express yourself and, and how you feel because you're, you're in a relationship with this person. They're in charge of your safety and security. You're allowed to express to them how that shit makes you feel, especially when it comes to a business scenario, you know? Yeah, this. I mean, this is totally. Yeah. I mean, this is a business scenario too. I mean, you really, if this guy thinks he's gonna get away, like if he offered you movers, and then he thinks he's gonna get away with just not doing it and having you do it, like fuck him. You know, like that pisses me off just to think about yeah. like, hey, what the fuck, dude? What, what were you? Were you ever going to pay for it? Or like, did you just think you got out of it? Like, is that what you think? And he probably does right. think he got right, out of right. it. That's the other side, dude. This well, and that's dude. how people get ahead. I mean, that's our system rewards this kind of behavior. This is how these people make money and are successful and are in charge of other people's fucking households. Yeah, this dude thinks he got away with it. And you know what, Mason? Call us next week and let us know either if you, if you do do it my way, there will be no shame in that because I do everything my way. <laughs> but if you do it Brett's way, Mm -hmm. uh and let us know how it turns out it's on a scale yeah. it's on a scale from zero to 100 it, yeah it's a, it's a spectrum um i will certainly call back in with a, i guess a little report on this and um you know if my day tomorrow will either be um stressing out and procrastinating looking for work or stressing out and procrastinating about calling my landlord and sticking up for myself. And you know what? Maybe I will have time in my day to actually do one of those things or both of them or sometime later in the week. Hey, we'll, we'll certainly see. But Mason, uh, my day, yeah, this is certainly pretty inspiring. <laughs> my day will be the same thing without the looking for work part. So I totally <laughs> understand. <laughs> and I, you know what? I, you know, I'm a master procrastinator. Actually, I was going to, um, 
this is kind of related. I was going to tweet this earlier and I didn't because I was trying to get the syntax down. Um, but like, yeah, people that are, people complain that like folks that are like chronically late, like don't respect their time. But the only reason I'm late is because anyone that's early to anything I invite them to, like they aren't respecting my procrastination. Like if I said, if well, I said, if I said something's mm. happening at 10, I was working on it until 959. So if you show up at 945, like that's uncool. That throws me off my rocker. Like I'm pushing it to the limit here. So please respect the way I do things here. Um, right. So sorry, my advice, I'm just saying I identify with that. My advice, when you get the whim, when you have like the passion in your belly, when you have the fire, when you feel like you want to write it down, do it and then just do it that rough draft and then go over it one more time. But just whenever you get this, whenever the moment strikes you to say, Hey, we moved out. We were under the assumption that there was going to be movers. Instead, we handled it all ourselves. Uh, movers usually cost this amount per hour. Uh, we paid this amount for the truck. Here is how much we spent on food in total costs. It cost us X dollars to pay for that. We would like to receive a credit or money paid back in some form, you know? Also, you know, if you sure. need yeah. one more little physical bit of advice, maybe just do a little bit of cocaine. <laughs> Don't, you know? No, it's not. That's, it's it's uh, bunk now, man. <laughs> no, do acid, bro. That, do a little bit of acid. Scene, man, I appreciate the advice. But that's, not, uh, <laughs> that's not my scene. I got personal reasons for respecting things from, from that in particular. No disrespect to anyone that, that has their fun doing that. Cocaine's killing people out here. It's not good to do anymore. Right. I was just saying it as in like for confidence. Maybe get a little drunk if you drink, you know, just that perfect oh, level. Maybe. I was yeah. just trying to get LSD. You. Baby bit of LSD. Yeah. Solve all mean, your problems. Hey, I got, I got and you can fall up all night. That has a killer shot and beer uh, deal. So maybe I get a little bit of uh, real courage and then celebrate with a $5 shot and beer. And that's how, that's how I do it. So. Uh, in any case, yes, I'll figure something out. Appreciate the Hell call, yeah. Mason. Well, thanks for calling, Mason. Good luck. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks All right, that talking. was peace. Yeah. Oh, that's a crazy story, Brett. I mean, yeah, that Earth. is. I mean, that is finagled. That is finessed. Because, you know, it, it sucks. Because in that arrangement, um, I think that in American society, we all accept that the landlord, like, sorry, not in like what street fighters believe, but in like the American textbooks, what they teach at American public schools is that like the landlord is like a wealth creator. That's smart to like diversify their income and they have all their shit together. Um, so there is all this talk about how there's a fomenting rage against the landowners and landlords and all that stuff. And this person went, like beyond everything and said, Hey, I understand that like you could get more money at this place and I'm willing to downgrade to another place that you own because since you own several fucking living place, you own several apartments, you own several places to live. I'm going to, to, to help you out. And then they take advantage of you, which is every land that's landlord behavior. That's like boat shoe behavior. That's like every fucking asshole thing is that, they can walk all over people and it happens. That's how Donald Trump got where he was at. I mean, that's, that's the, the whole story is getting people to do the work and then paying half when they're done. 
I mean, you totally getting rolled over by that fucking guy because they, they pretended they, they pretended like they were about to lay down $2,000 in order to get someone out of an apartment they could be getting more money for. And instead they got somebody else to bankroll the whole fucking thing. Are you kidding me? That's right. They, 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 what they pretended really was, was that like, I guess they pretended like, they were going to do the right thing because they know the right thing and they did do it. They know what the right thing is. And, uh, they didn't do it. They, they, they pretended because they knew they were supposed to do something and yeah, they're uh, going to make money and they, they should spend, you got to spend money to make money. Like you hear that, but then it's also like, or you could rip people off and make more money. That's true. There is more money in ripping people off for sure. It's the best um, way to make money. Really? Yeah. Not paying people to, to move your fucking clients is the way to go. Are you your clients, your, your renters? Did we just lose the call queue? There's nobody in there. Gone? It's the end All of the right. show. That was the last day. Hey, we did it. I had something I wanted to say to you. And now I totally fucking forgot it about something you said on that last, on that last call that was, uh, uh, really good. And then I fucked it up. But uh, yeah, well, I, I think like it, it's really funny. Like, it's really funny to think about the difference in the way that we handle stuff. And it would be really funny for me to act like, like, oh, I, I got it all 100% right. <laughs> like, I'm the one that does things right when I literally never, ever, ever uh, uh, stick up for myself. Well, you know? I mean, but you know what I've, what I've found. And then like, I spend the least amount of time in life worrying about things by just saying how I feel with everybody and all the time. Like I just say how I feel instead of like thinking about how they're going to take it or how I can make it sound better or worse. Like I, you just say, this is how you made me feel. This is what you put me, this is what you put me through. Really? Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care about like, it doesn't matter what the outcome is going to be like, I, this is what has happened to me. This is how I feel about this experience. Like, that's just, I don't know. I, I, I like, I, I just get it out over anything else because like people can't rock with it. And you know, you could, he, he could send a $900 invoice and say, I'm going to do escrow on you. And that person could ignore it. And you know what I would do? You, I would just eat it. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to follow through. I don't have the time to follow through on a court case. I, so like, I'm not saying here, I know what the best action is or, or that like I would actually do it. But as far as making uh, my, my like opinion known, that's something that everyone else has to deal with. I like, otherwise stay away because you have to hear how I feel about our interaction. True. True. I mean, and also like saying your feeling is not like, I mean, it can be taken the wrong way obviously you know but it's also like not your responsibility to make like if it generally i believe that people want to know how you feel right like yeah. how they made you feel like i i have to say that like i'm fairly certain i on my end of this if i say something to you and you feel bad about it like i would like to know that i don't i don't want you to eat it like i do 
yeah. I don't want you to eat it and then like twist it in because all that happens after that is you fucking twist it in your head. Where yeah. like for me, it turns into anxiety because I, I or into it turns into anxiety because I blame myself for whatever I felt in that moment. Like yeah. I, I, I'm never and- gonna blame the other person. It's always gonna be like. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you made them say that. <laughs> well, and then or, or like you think you feel bad because you're like 900. You, you spent nine hundred dollars on it on a move that like they hustled you out of and you feel ashamed about it and you feel like, um, you know, like it, it, it's your fault. But like you got taken advantage of by a bad person and that's not a problem. You know, no, it's not like, like it's the same. It's the same way I felt. I got taken advantage of by Toyota for their bad headlight situation, and I had to pay a lot of yeah. money that I felt ashamed about. But like, I don't feel ashamed about it actually. Like, I'm I'm not a car person. And I shouldn't know this shit. I'm not. I'm not. A, I I don't. I don't think that like. Uh, I I don't think that we should always feel bad. Like, uh, there's just not. A, I don't know. Everyone finds a reason to feel bad. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I mean, that. Yeah, it feels like like it really does feel like and and maybe that's just because the way I feel is that like you're almost searching for it all the time because that's something I've been noticing. No, like lately when I'm having like anxiety attacks is I'm like, why am I thinking about this stuff? Yeah, like why am I walking around sweating and worrying and thinking you shouldn't be see but that's the thing is that's what i'm saying is that in most of my life i'm chill with everything like if somebody uh, like minor minor social interactions i have no problems with like i live my day-to-day very chill but someone that's obviously being an asshole like this these are the times that you should disrupt your normal like anxious lifestyle and go out on a limb to tell a landlord that they're a piece of shit or to tell like a boss or you know to represent yourself in a way that to like to tell them because otherwise yeah you can you can mostly i mean everybody else is meaningless like the world dies with you who gives a fuck at, at who's in front of your face just get out of there and they go away like so out of sight out of mind it's funny when you say that too is that like i was super i was never afraid to let my boss know how i felt ever until the other side of college like when i worked at the camera store and and the uh diner place i was for some reason paralyzed with fear about those bosses well because you had matured and you understood the internal reasonings of other people and how you could do something and like cause a lot of damage psychically to somebody with your words in the way you yeah. act. But I mean, even in the end of that, I ended up being, you know, I threw salad dressing at one of the guys and I uh, screamed at him in his own restaurant. And then the other guy, I just said, well, I mean, I'm leaving then. Yeah. And uh, when he wouldn't give me a day off. So like, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know what happened where I wasn't like afraid of bosses ever. And and I guess maybe one of the reasons for that is when you're 16 and you get your first job, you don't need that job. So it's like you kind of start out at 16 being or 15 or whenever you started. I started 16 because I wasn't like a good looking kid. 
And uh, um, so, but you start, yes, good looking kids get jobs at 14, 15 year old guys that look like me get jobs when they're 16, when they like hit the point where they're like, you don't have to deal with the extra breaks. They're not, yeah, they're not willing to do the extra guys. work. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, like, I think you, <laughs> I think you started. Job. No, I get it. Like some sweet little fifteen-year-old, you're like, you are cute as a button. We got to get you back here at McDonald's. I'm gonna put in the extra time. Yeah, but a guy comes in looking like me and my yeah. clothes, and they're like, you, you're gonna steal. You're a drain yeah. on this fucking situation already. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's because I started a job at sixteen where I wasn't afraid of my boss because I wasn't afraid to get fired because i didn't give a shit if i got fired and i think yeah. that's why I, like i started out on that foot and then was able to but i think that's for most people i mean there is there are bad jobs everywhere and there's bad landlords everywhere like i'm not worried about making the landlord mad like if you have the wherewithal to spend 2.5 days like moving yourself on a whim um you can also find a new landlord to treat you like shit you know, like there's, you can also find a new job to treat you like shit. There's no reason to spend any sort of time in those service industry jobs for it. You shouldn't put up with anything. You should walk out. Like, unless you're not in a career, you're not in a fucking career. That's so funny too, that you brought that up. Like that, like Mason had like, I mean, Mason did a fucking really hard thing. Like what he did wasn't some like bullshit, easy thing moving a whole fucking apartment and then packing up other people is like a lot that's a ton of fucking work and and like if you can do that if you can get yourself through that you gotta be able to get yourself on the other side of the conversation but again i also know where he's thinking because when i fucking think about myself like I would much rather make myself uncomfortable. I think you do the same thing. You did the same things while you were married. You would just rather make yourself uncomfortable and busy and, and feel shitty than to just be like to say than to like have the conversation and the yes. argument about yeah. whatever the thing is. No, I'm not saying this because I know anything. I'm saying this to remind <laughs> myself as well. Like this is all no, for yeah. me to, to pump myself up because yeah, I mean, you spend so much time in the muck and the mire and the half steps and you just have to, to find your way on the other side. You're young enough, you know, we're all young enough to just do something else. And uh, that's the, what you should do instead of like hemming and hawing. Absolutely. So, Who Moved My Cheese is, a, is, is an inspirational book. And before we get out of here tonight, Fixer Punk asked, is this a two-hour show now? I'm going to say this, even though I don't want to. No, this is still a three-hour show, but there's got to be three hours worth of calls because me and Brett don't prep this show. Yeah, I was going to say two hours is fine with me. I mean, I'm I got to get up hours. at eight in the morning for kid fucking school shit. So oh, dude, yeah, two hours is fine. If y'all want two hours, go with it. Yeah, I got to get up at noon. All right, boys. Everybody, guys, gals, non-binary pals, enjoy. Get on that Patreon. Shocktober, Opie and Anthony 3 gets recorded tomorrow. And uh, um, it'll be Thanks. out September 30th. 
Who's that? Daryl at the beginning? Daryl Coit? What was his name? Well, thank you, Daryl. Yeah, Daryl, I'll talk. Like I said, I uh, Daryl will be on Shocktober with me. And uh, uh, yeah, so September 30th. Get on the Patreon. Uh, also, because it gives you time to listen to Street Fight Reviews, the MCU, Movie Cinematic Universe, which I believe to be one of our best series for a few reasons. It's a lot to deal with. One being that it feels like we have a job because it is miserable. It's like just slopping the floor or deck brushing. They're like, (laughs) I want that whole uh, sporting department faced by the end of the night. And you're like, fuck, I can't do this. I can't pay attention. I can't put, I can't bring all these hot wheels to the end of the hooks. Yeah. And we'll be talking about vampires suck this week, but I say go back through and listen to all of them because i i truly think it's one of the funnier and uh funnier shows we've done because all of our guests have been miserable except for jack and leslie <laughs> because that's, they it. got to watch scary movie they are yeah <laughs> but yeah, their brain so, is upside down anyways yeah get on there and uh uh we love you we do love you it's true and we'll see you on Wednesday night uh, to talk about Jim Brewer on Street Fight. <laughs> Peace.
Now did you really wanna go there? Stuck a knife in the back of a real player Suffering penalties for my enemies Black man found dead is a casualty He made me hate cause he brought me hate So I had to serve death on a trick plate Two wrongs really don't make a right though Sad songs what they sang at the funeral Here we go my friend, shoulda known my friend Had to meet Joe in by the grown my friend All homies in the hood don't be real Some of y'all in the hood fake the deal I feel things happen for a reason Why does some of y'all change like a season? Project voting this way, listen 